Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. recording but I the only thing that is in my mind right now and I have to be honest with you is the fact that two of my kids in two separate classes today were eating dry uncooked spaghetti and Uh, I it's (laughs) the the only thing I've been able to think about all day sorry hold on (laughs) you mean just like raw spaghetti (laughs) like out of the barilla fucking box my spaghetti like it was like it was no fucking thing that I was like, hi, excuse me, sorry, what? And they were looking at me like I <laughs> was the weird one. And I had to be like, I had to look at myself and be like, sorry, am I judging them? And then I was like, no, of course not. They're eating boxed, <laughs> uncooked spaghetti. Why am, uh, no, of course. It's a cultural delicacy, obviously. I don't know what the deal with that is. First of all, I hate it. That's for sure what I know. It was um, so crunchy. They were. But like I know there's bones. also a thing like people will eat like ramen that's not cooked, like just hard, mm. dry ramen, mm. and that's the same wavelength of what the fuck. Mm. That I don't. Is there like a, a textural experience that these people are getting? I don't understand it. I could never. My teeth are not stable enough for that they could not even think about doing that okay so you saying that unlocked something for me (laughs) okay go ahead (laughs) um so my sixth grade self was Mm -hmm. a different person yeah a a different a different version yeah i'm familiar with the cushion (laughs) yeah a different update (laughs) of of human i would say there was a time in my elementary school which is where my sixth grade was placed um that the really cool thing to do to bring as a little like daytime snack was in a little sandwich baggie to bring your uncooked top ramen with the seasoning just little shake shooken up with it as a little high sodium (laughs) just just as a little a treat um and thinking about that when you just said that, thinking about that now makes my blood pressure rise right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The fact that I was able to consume even a bite of that without <laughs> drinking a gallon of water with it <laughs> is unreal. Yeah. But I guess that is basically the same thing that my middle schoolers were doing. And who the fuck was I to judge, you know? It's <laughs> fair. They're just, Welcome. you know, they're going through their own things. Yeah. Welcome to hypocrisy also known as welcome to into the twilight who was i to judge you know what i mean so that's the welcome to the dark recesses of my mind today (laughs) (laughs) it was just so crunchy the snap was something that i i don't know that i'll be able to forget for a while 
Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, no, I can't even, my brain will stop working. <laughs> and at least, this. like, I have the decency to put it in a little sandwich baggie. They were bringing <laughs> it in the box. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> that's so much uncooked spaghetti. Anyways, welcome to Into the Twilight. This is a real Italian episode today. We're bringing the flavor. We have so many current events to talk about this week. Yeah, boy, do we. And I say that every week. Except for the times when I say... (laughs) I say that except for the times when I'm like, we have nothing to talk about. (laughs) There are two realities (laughs) in which we live in. Only in extremes. This week, I say it, but I mean it especially so. And every one of them is a banger. Yeah, oh yeah. And I don't usually like to start off with the one that I feel like is most important. However, it's the one I put first. Yeah. And so that's where we're starting off. Yeah. I would say also it's what, it's all you could think of and think about since we discovered this knowledge. It's true. So it's it's, true. We gotta like just start off running, you know? It's true. It's it's at the front of my mind. (laughs) And I feel like if we didn't talk about it right now it would just kind of bleed into our other conversations that we're having that's true so you were the one that retweeted this onto our account so do you want to tell me where you were when this information (laughs) changed your life uh i do because i know exactly where i was yeah I'm not sure how I found it. I think maybe someone tagged us in it or like I saw it on my timeline or whatever. But the second I got that notification, I dropped everything. I I had a full panic attack. <laughs> it was, I couldn't, my brain couldn't conceive of it. And I don't know how we collectively didn't know about this and have not been talking about Same. this every second of our lives and also this podcast. Yeah. It's powerful, mm-hmm. and I can't believe that after all this time of me talking about Stevie Nicks, <laughs> that it's actually relevant to this podcast. Yeah, the, we've crossed the streams, guys. We did it. Finally. Um, so I know exactly where I was when this information came into my life. Um, on Saturdays, I, well, especially this past Saturday, I was at... Um, our friend Brenna's house uh-huh. um, about to play our weekly D and D game. Yeah, and I yelled, <laughs> um, and I hit Chris and was like, "This is the most important thing I've ever seen." Before I even played it, I just knew in my bones, um, only to realize, as he then pointed out, that it was not news because he's so cynical. Yes. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, of course, it came out seven years ago. So, like, yes, it's not new. Sure, whatever. Um, but To a simpleton, a- yes, sure. This isn't news. <laughs> and then I proceeded to bring it up into every possible conversation I had had that day, um, as one would. And so what we are referring to is, of course, Stevie Nicks. The Stevie Nicks. Hi, sorry. The Stevie Nicks. (laughs) The titular Um, Stevie Nicks. (laughs) uh, My mom, Stevie Nicks, um, at the Breaking Dawn Part 2 premiere, talking about 
so many things. One, that she was reading Breaking Dawn Part 2, but didn't finish it and still went to the premiere and was like, oh, damn, I hope that no one spoils it for me. I just want to see this movie and then I will finish the book, which is, wow. Just galaxy brain thinking. That's so so much. (laughs) So good. Um, And the interviewer's like, hi, sorry, what the fuck? Um, And also that she's like, oh, yeah, Twilight changed my life because I fucking watched New Moon, saw Bella and Edward, and it inspired me to start writing music after ten fucking years. I cannot what believe the this. Stevie Nicks. The, the Stevie Nicks. <laughs> used Stephanie Meyer as a yep. muse. And that's, wow. Reinvigorated you know? her fucking artistry. Yep. After watching Bella be really depressed for an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah. That's, I, uh. (laughs) And that's such a, like, fucking circle, right? Because, like, Green Day (laughs) and Muse were Stephanie Meyer's Muse. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. And Stephanie Meyer was like, wow, that's art. I have to make art. And then E.L. James was like, got it. That's art. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And fucking Stevie Nicks was like, wow, that's art. And it's like, wow. Okay, so... Two people see Stephanie Meyer make art. Yeah. Okay, art in big quotes. And then you, off of that, you get E.L. James. And it's like, okay, whoa, <laughs> first of all. Um, and then you get Stevie Nicks, <laughs> who comes out of 10 years yeah. of a work drought. And it's like, what? What? Stevie Nicks? <sighs> I need my like, mom, my mother, my wife. Uh, I need like a flow chart of like all of the cultural media touchstones that we have been given and only have been given due to the existence of yes. Twilight. And this somehow connects to 9/11. Like I don't <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I need yeah, it's all a the it's a complicated flowchart, but one worth pursuing. Yeah, I need someone to rent out a co- like a corporate space and <laughs> fill it with red string and yeah. Polaroids and Post-its, really it's Sharpie yes. notes, maps. Why not? <laughs> just like <laughs> I will give you a weekend and as many items from Staples that you need. Please explain it to me, because I thought I understood, but apparently I am but a student that is still learning. What the actual fuck? (laughs) I truly outrageous. It's so powerful. Um, Why was nobody talking about this? How did this stay in some sort of, like, media embargo for seven (laughs) years? And also, who decided to just, like, unleash this to the world? After so long. Who, what? Why did her publicist think this needed to be released now? (laughs) I don't understand. I have so many questions and no one is answering them. Yeah, her publicist is like, Stevie, you haven't, you know, written an album in a minute. I just want to remember, like, 
your roots, you know, like where you come from and like what really gets you going and what really inspires you. And like, it's Twilight. It's always been Twilight. It's always been Spider Monkey. Like that's the line slide that really yeah. did it. Jesus oh Christ. I just like, have they ever talked to each other? Are they friends? I just want to know. Have they ever hung out? Does, I, did Stevie Nicks like fangirl over Stephanie Meyer? Like no. what? I need to know everything. And, and, yes. I, what I really want to know is have Stevie Nicks and Catherine Hardwick hung out. Because oh, imagine that yeah. energy. <laughs> like A Very comparable energy, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's just two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Two. That's pretty good, yeah. That's, oh, so that's you. what I'm going to write for yep. fiction. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> I will, uh, I will expect that by next week. Uh, <laughs> Continuing on the Twilight news, um, one of the friends of the pod and listeners of the pod and previous sponsors of the pod brought some news to us that was incredibly haunted news. Cursed information. Quite the opposite of the Stevie Nicks information. And I hesitated to share it on here, but I feel like if we are cursed with it, you all should be as well. Yeah, them's the rules. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that is, as it says in the Bible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the prophecy. I'm sorry. I, yeah. As it says in the Bible, uh, ditto or something like that. <laughs> it was passed along that it says, um, I'm very upset. Today I learned that Ned is often a nickname for Edward. Ned Cullen. <laughs> What if he went by Ned? <laughs> Ned Cullen is such a twerp. Like, I wouldn't hesitate to shove Ned Cullen into a locker. Yep. Ned. Ned. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's something I haven't been able to stop thinking about since this was tweeted at us. Is I, I want to see Ned's declassified. But... <laughs> From a ne- from a Ned Cullen perspective, <laughs> yeah, uh, a Ned of Edward experience, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! So if someone could make that for me, please the the ideas of of Ned Bigby, but yeah. <laughs> with right. with Ned Ned Nedward Nedward Cullen instead, right. please yeah. and also thank you. Would Jasper be coconut head? Is that the... <laughs> oh my god. If we're going just on hair alone, just... <laughs> the fact that you just, like, pulled that from the dome is <laughs> haunting to me. Listen, I owe a lot of my adolescence to, to Ned Bigby and his his rules, his little guide. So yeah, if someone could just do a quick Photoshop on that, that would be great. Please thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Can you do our fashion corner for me? I sure can. Great, thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to Dakota Johnson watch. Oh, it's a good one, folks. It's always the best kind of watch because Dakota Johnson has never looked bad in her entire life. What a nice world that must be. Uh, yeah, oh, nice it's called nepotism. Was... <laughs> That's what that world is. But uh, boy, do I love nepotism. You know what I mean? It's true. <laughs> yeah. 
when the face of it is Dakota Johnson, yeah, okay, I'm cool with that. I'll let it slide. Yeah, I'll let it work this time. Just so, this time. Dakota Johnson went to Milan Fashion Week yeah. this past week and sported a big suit coat, some yep. nice slacks, and just full sheer lingerie underneath it. The biggest mood. It's powerful and gorgeous. It's a very, I'll say it, it's a very Kestu move. It is. A bit it more feminine very... of one, but like a, the open blazer and just like basically naked underneath, huge Kestu vibes. It is. It's very, um, it's very like business meeting on the outside, yes. party on the inside, yes. which I, I love that look for her. This, like, in, in a perfect world where Dakota Johnson was Christian Grey instead of Anna Steele, this yes. is what she would wear. You yes. know what I mean? Ugh, what I would have given, you know? Because the idea of, like, wearing stilettos and lingerie but covered up by slacks and a yeah. big blazer, yeah. love that look. Very good. It's a good look. Thank you, Dakota. <sighs> love that for her. It makes me so proud. Things that also make me proud are yes. um, mayor, specifically mayoral candidates. Now, I know you might be like, hey, I'm specifically listening to this to now talk about politics. And I agree. Yes. I'm only making a specific exception because we're not actually going to be talking about policy on here. Yeah. This specific mayoral candidate ended up in our Google Digest. And so, you know what that means. <laughs> there can only be one reason for that. Yeah. So, this specific mayoral candidate um, by the name of what I think is Yashawn Young um, yeah. out of Baltimore has quite the thorough and lengthy profile here out of um, W Ball TV 11. So, birth date, no answer. None. <laughs> Cannot be determined. There's no way of knowing. Exists outside of time. Some education, some career, first job, animal caretaker at a pet store. Super cool. First car, Chevrolet Lumina, whatever that means. Favorite food, watermelon. Cool. Great. Ooh, a fan of Harry Styles. <laughs> exactly. Love that for him. <laughs> now, the the kicker out of all this is favorite movie. Twilight Saga. Mm. <laughs> I love I love a man who knows knows what he needs, you know? Love that. No, he's just referring to like the extended director's cut, like the full just binge as one the, movie approach, yep, you know? Great. Just the entire five movie selection there. Yeah, that's my yep. favorite movie. It's five yep. movies. Yep. I same. I get it. <laughs> Uh, I I agree. Favorite TV show, Black Lightning, and role model, no answer. None. Mm, very fun. Very cool. <laughs> very powerful. What a mystery man. Definitely a real person. I, I find this engaging and intriguing, um, and I love that in February of 2020, there's a person whose favorite movie is just the entirety of the Twilight Saga. Yeah, you're not alone. And isn't me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that is not me. We are ending on the worst news. Yeah. And what is that news, Cody? (sighs) Our girl is back. And not the girl we want to be back. She has another horcrux. It's, <laughs> we didn't get her this time. We didn't get her the first Fuck. time. We thought we killed her. We thought it was over. But E.L. James, back in the mix, baby. I just... I thought we did it. I thought yeah. we did it the first time. We and were like, like, so good. It's been a hot minute since we've talked about, you know, our problematic fave. But, you know, turns out, according to Variety, uh, The Mister, which was the book that she wrote recently uh yeah. got picked up to be a movie at universal mm-hmm. great <laughs> great <laughs> which you know what that means folks we gotta read it our job is never finished there will we never... can never be free <laughs> we will never not be reading trash unfortunately God. can we get a break please is there anything good coming out soon? <laughs> Why didn't Are we there decide good movies? <laughs> Why didn't we decide, hey, let's let's do a show where we read good things. Where's the fun in that, Allie? You know? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like I, what kind of jokes do they make on those? You know what I mean? Right. Like how do they do something that like what is it what does it feel like when they do stuff that makes them feel good at the end of a show? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. When they're giving money to people where it like makes a difference in their life and it's not just like a big corporation, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But anyways, so that's something whenever that comes out. Um, yes. But we got our fucking eyes on you, E.L. James. Yeah. We see you. Um, and I'm not happy about it, but I no. will read that Cinderella story, that <sighs> Meghan Markle story. Yeah. And I'm so happy it exists. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I'm just so tickled pink. Yeah. Just so excited about it. Can I tell it. you? You're selling it. You really are. <laughs> I'm, I'm a master at sales. What can I say? <laughs> Just so good at it. We have one question before we get started um, yeah. on recapping our episode this week. And it is, it's kind of a doozy. We have a patron that asked, um, our lovely patron, Rebecca. Um, Rebecca asked, thoughts on our boy, Billy Burke, yeah, playing Rob Lowe's firefighter nemesis on 911 Lone Star. You know, I thought I thought I knew where we were going. <laughs> I thought I maybe had a semblance of an idea of a plot or a trajectory to the end of that sentence. You thought. I and boy was I fooled. You got me. That's not a real thing. None of those things are real, right? That's what you thought. Oh. <laughs> but apparently apparently there's a lot happening on a show about firefighters. <laughs> That I can't, Rob Lowe still on television? Is he just like Honest to out? God, I had to look this up before we started recording because I didn't even know that this show existed and it's apparently on Fox, which is why I didn't know it existed. Sure, fair enough. But I, I'm just going to quickly pop the photo in 
that mm. refers to this, and it looks tense. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> They're just, like, sternly playing golf. In the rain? In, yeah, in, like, a very, like, romantic rain. <laughs> it looks kind of hot. To yeah. be honest. Are they gonna kiss right now? I think they're gonna fuck on that golf course. I hate this, for sure. Um, I do like that the stash is here. I'll say that. Same. I like that Billy Burke's getting work, for sure. I yep. like the idea of a firefighter nemesis, even though I'm not entirely sure what that could possibly mean. Yeah, does, but, like, conceptually... <laughs> Yeah, or he just hates fire. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Or does being a cop automatically mean you're a firefighter nemesis? That, fair enough. Do firefighters hate cops? (laughs) Is there a a war that I'm not aware of? Like, I don't know. Is that why there's all those, like, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire? (laughs) And, like, is that they can't be on the same show because, like, they hate each other? Yeah, right. They can't cross the streams, but they all do exist at every profession you can think of uh, in Chicago. That's very good. Good good job, Billy Burke, for getting work and stealing all of Fox's money. Good job. Love that. So, we are finally on to the penultimate episode. Woo! We're doing it. We're almost there. We're, we're there. Um, Things so are getting real. They are. They're getting, are like, real, real. Jacking up. Like I'm nice. jacked. <laughs> knives are like out this episode yeah so last week we had drugged out joe <laughs> yes we had joe's very... terrible 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 <laughs> day <laughs> yes with the fucking bugged out eyed love with a dead delilah who couldn't make it to new york city like there was yeah. a whole bunch of shit happening and so this episode, I think, is aptly named, even though it's a pun of P.I. Joe. I know. <laughs> it's awful. So, so despicable. <laughs> I just want to spray it with water, just to, like, yes! fucking knock it off. <laughs> hey, can we just... Come, you're getting paid a lot of money to write these, you know what I mean? <laughs> there Show was some probably respect. some fucking writer who sat back after writing that title and was just like, Wiped their hands and was just <laughs> like, I'm done. That's it. This is my magnum opus. I'm... Okay, so this is the day after. And Joe is like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? What oh, happened no. last night? I did a fuck up again. <laughs> oh, I did a, I did a bad. I, I fucked did a whoopsie. I did a whoopsie. But his whoopsie is like murder. Right. So that's a Joe Goldberg whoopsie. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a classic old Joel Goldberg mistake. Yeah. And so this whole episode is him just trying to like retrace his steps and figure yeah. out what the fuck happened last night. Starting off with him just like not being able to believe that Delilah is dead, and he right. just seems to be like, "God damn it, Delilah! I left you for sixteen hours. How did you die?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Right, not once during this where is he like, ah, oh, shit, I did something bad. He's like, who, who could have done this? Who right. did this terrible crime? Look at this. <laughs> Look at the state of this. Who would have he, done such a thing? <laughs> such a nice woman. 
surrounded by mirrors and he keeps pointing and be like, can you believe that fucking guy? I can't believe this. It's like, um, oh my god, uh, what's that show? The Tim Heidecker show, I Think You Should Leave. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where he's in the hot dog costume. He's like, we're all trying to fight, figure out who did this. (laughs) Like, that is Joe Goldberg in this moment. Yes. And at this point, like, the only people that know about the storage facility is the real Will. Yes. Fake Will, a.k.a. Joseph. (laughs) Real fake, real OG Will. (laughs) God damn it. And then then it's just, like, question marks from there of, like... We have to fill in the blanks of, like, maybe Candace has done her sleuth work, mm-hmm. and then I put love on my list of suspects, mainly because I don't trust her. Sure, yeah. And so, Joseph is going through with his little fucking Blue's Clues sketch pad and big-ass <laughs> crayon, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Literally writing on the cage wall, being, like, yes. trying to establish a timeline. Trying to figure things out, and so... He's trying to figure out, like, okay, so Will, he's fine, because apparently, like, he's living with his fucking bride that he was talking about beforehand, and things are perfect, which, like, I did not see coming. And is still, like, therapizing Joe from, like, thousands of miles away, being like, I mean, only you can know if you did this, you know what I mean, Joe? Like, only you know who you are, Joseph. Whereas Ellie is a unfortunately like freaking the fuck out she's like i know my sister something is wrong and my heart is fucking breaking for this girl and joseph's like hmm well hmm we'll just like figure this out anyways i'm gonna call her bugging police boyfriend and be like you fucked up by not getting us out of jail so now this is your responsibility figure out where delilah is and he's still like trying to figure out what's going on um I found it interesting that Love is like, well, screw work today. I'm just going to babysit Ellie, who, like, yeah. <laughs> seems to be fine on her own every other day. Right. Um, but I appreciated the idea that, I guess, like, I don't know, she's in emotional distress. But apparently Love, I found interesting that she's, Love, like, is a chef. And so, like, her idea of emotional stress relief is, like, cooking and baking and stuff. But... She decides to give Ellie a fucking knife and is like, yeah, let's just cook and stuff. Um, And the idea of giving this like 15 year old just a knife when she is like stressed out and nervous just on paper does not seem like the best idea to do. As she is like worried about her sister and talking about her fucking dead dad. And it's just like a lot to be going through. So I want to know your thoughts about when Joseph goes to 40's house aka to talk to 40 and his mom what a first of all what a weird fucking family right the weird okay i'm There's glad that you got something disturbing going on there yes and like we've gotten hints of that right like the yurt stuff weird right weird. but you could write that off as just being like weird la people whatever Yes. To me, it gave off very, like, creepy, too many boundaries being disturbed vibes yeah. between so this mom sinister. and son. Yes. Like, the mother's relationship with everyone here is very strange. Like, her relationship with love is very odd and not great and very, like, 
protective and also like maintaining this like status quo, right? This like whatever. Um, and with forty, because he's like the baby, and he's obviously um, damaged in a lot of ways, and they're all just trying to like forget that and like write over it and whatever. It's just like so unsettling. It's awful. Um, it gave off very. I don't know. I hated it. It gave off yeah. very like marionette vibes to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is terrifying. That is not what you want from parent and child. Right. Um, and even Joe is like freaking out because he's like, he is. What is going on? <laughs> Does she know? Like, did what happened? Like, why is she staring into my soul? I hate this. Yeah. Dottie is the creepiest person. Yeah. That's not what I expected out of this season, that what comes across as the anti- like this- I don't even know as like the foil to Joe, but what comes across as the antagonist to Joseph is their mom, which is so interesting to me. But anyways, um, yeah. I hate it. Um, anyways, Forty finally- shares like what happened last night from his perspective mm -hmm. ends up being that like we find out it was fucking joe's idea all along <laughs> to go see delilah which is so god damn it <laughs> so typical of joseph to be like hey i was worried about delilah and like taking care of my freaking what it was basically just a person in a cage not like actually caring about her yeah. So I'm going to go take our driver, whose name was, like, Igor or something. <laughs> Just this, the fakest name. Just so this, ominous for no reason. <laughs> yeah, this terrifying name um, to the sketchiest part of town to go to this storage facility, which, like, I have to, I feel bad for that driver that, like, when these two dudes are just drugged out of their mind, that he's just going to wander into this storage facility. Um, but that is what ended up making Forty do his booty call to Candace. It's just like, y'all were messed up. Yeah. So, it's, I guess, helping for or Joe do his, like, connect the dots and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, weird experiences. Joseph's feeling very weird, um, understandably, but it still doesn't, like, I think he's starting to understand that, like, maybe he is the one that did this, which right. is, like, yeah, Joseph. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but even still, just, like, did Forty do it? Did he do a crime? Or, yeah. like, was it the cop who was yeah, in a jealous rage? There's no real definitive evidence other than the fact that he woke up with blood on his hands. Mm -hmm. And so once he leaves, because um, we find out that like Forty and Candace are still talking after they got together. Um, I was curious about your thoughts about when Candace comes to see Forty and she does her whole like big speech and like yells at Forty and stuff. It's it's a bold move, for sure. It is a bold move. Bold choice. Um, but, I mean, like, I think at that point, she's just like, I have nothing else to lose. I'm just gonna, like, air my shit and try to 
protect these people because, you know, Joe's a murderer and whatever. I think where she gets in trouble is where she, like, draws the Beck connection because then it just seems like something ridiculous, right? Yeah, it felt very much like a last-ditch effort to me. And I think she's so tired of not being believed that I think it's, unfortunately, it's coming off as, like, a boy who cried wolf. Yeah, for sure. Which is a bummer, because what she does, she's making connections that are accurate. Yeah. Um, But the last-ditch effort for her comes off as, like, the most, uh, like, implausible one. Yeah, for sure. Ironically. And she um, also makes the the bad choice of seducing the silliest, stupidest boy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that couldn't make these connections, even if you quite literally laid it out in front of him. Yeah, that's true. Regardless Um, of how valid they seem. I did find it interesting that she finally just, like, blew up on 40 Mm -hmm. and was just like, fucking, fuck you, 40. Don't come (laughs) calling to me when Joe kills your sister. And it was like, whoa. Damn, (laughs) Candace. What? I mean, lay it all out there. Why don't you? (laughs) Right, fuck. And I mean, I understand her frustration of, like, Oh, yeah. No one is believing me. I need to... Right. I can't say I didn't tell you, I guess. Right. Um, but it's... It it did not seem to do her any favors. Yeah. It doesn't sure. bode well for her, for sure. No. No, it doesn't. No. Um, however, you know, I do think that it was in her favor of when Forty was careless when he was drugged up. Yeah. Because um, we find out that, like, she was paying attention to the videos that 40 was sending her the night before. Um, so she just, like, fucking shows up to the storage yeah. unit. Yeah, pretty powerful. Um, it's like, sup, bitch, like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Caught you in a crime, eat shit. I'm gonna fuck you up. I, it just, it makes me so nervous that, like, she shows up just with pepper spray. Like, yeah. doesn't, doesn't... Candace share her location with anyone doesn't call the police from there just decides like oh i'll just take care of this on my own yeah i think some sick part of her wanted the the vindication right because she was wronged and you know she was very passionate about it and very angry and i think she was like no i want this fucker to see me kill him or like (sighs) fuck him up in some way you know yeah because that's why also she was like i'm gonna bring love here Right. And so she can see that you're a fucking scumbag literally in a cage with a dead woman. Yeah. And that makes sense because she like, she does, she like pepper sprays him and gets him in the cage and then is like, lol, love, come see this. (laughs) Man, I'm Uh, so hot for you, babe. Come over. (laughs) I really want to see you. Um, Also still throughout this, Joe is like, I didn't do this. It's not what it looks like. (laughs) I couldn't have done this. Well, and he starts doing those, like, flashbacks to his younger self, too. Yeah, right. He starts having flashbacks to his younger self, and they're in this, like, really weird, almost, like, sepia-tone color. Yeah, that's how all their flashbacks are, and I hate it every single time they're thrown at us. Because he's not that old. (laughs) They make it look like it's the 30s, and you're like, why is this? 
I just don't understand why they chose to do that coloring when it's very obvious as a viewer that, like, this is a flashback. Right. So, he's supposed to be, like, what? Maybe 30? Maybe. Sure, yeah. And so, if this is supposed to be the present time, he was a kid in the 90s? Yeah. The, the, he was a kid in maybe the late 80s? Yeah. Shit wasn't sepia tone back then. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah. Like, I, I and so. I want Madonna just, playing in the background of your flashbang. Yeah, I, it just, it was so startling. And it's like, we get it. We've had these flashbacks with him before. Like, we get that his dad is abusive. I get it. I get right. it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but it's just him in this cage being all, like, musy. And, like, oh, I just, I'm next to this, like, dead woman. Mm. Yeah. Um, and this is when stuff, like, pops off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because love arrives, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, presumably she's here to, like, come and take care of Joe and, like, set her free. Set him free, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe was finally, like, honest, though, and he, like, confesses to all these murders, which I didn't expect him to do. Yeah. To be fair. Um, and Love's like, mmm, no, not great. Right. Not into that, for sure. (laughs) Not good. Not, not the best thing for you. Um, and so, naturally, she, like, storms out. Yeah. And is crying. Which, and, like, vomits onto the ground. It's like, I'm yeah, so like, sick. This is horrible. Which, like, all understandable reactions. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, and so she leaves, and we see that, like, Candace is, like, following out. Um, but then we also see that fucking Joseph had a spare key stashed in the fucking cage this whole time. So, Joseph... Why, first of all, and second of all, fuck you. Yeah. And third of all, he throws it out. He's being a little dramatic, for sure. (laughs) He's just like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah, he's he's wallowing in self-pity because he's like, fuck, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm a bad dude and, like, I've done uh, murders and that's not great, for sure. Um... And he's like, fuck, I don't deserve love. I don't, like, because I actually did this and I, you know, I don't deserve this. I should just rot here because, like, I've done this to all these people and whatever. I'm just going to toss this key out and I'm just going to rot. No biggie. It's what I deserve later. (sighs) And then. And then (laughs) what happens, Cody? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I love... Does a quick little turnaround because Candace like immediately falls uh, love as she she goes out. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but I guess she's like I should also just get out of here. Um, whatever, see if he's okay, maybe. And then love is like literally leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going through stuff. Don't talk to me. Whatever. And then does a quick little spin and just fucking stabs her. Just. Just in the throat. Just like in, just in the jugular. Hit. Just a smooth hit in the jugular. And I uh whoo 
Everything happened so fast. It was the the quickest. The Such quickest. a quick, immediate betrayal, and just like just a a, a cool one eighty, and just I, hobbles back over to Joe. He's still pitying it, and he's like, "Wow, wow, wow!" And she fucking takes the key that he chucked and just unlocks the door. And he's like, "Where's Candace?" And in the smoothest voice, yeah, like nothing happened yeah, right nothing just not affected by anything it's like i took care of it what the fuck oh i oh my, my god. god can i give you kudos for this because you called this i just you called think, it you did it i just think that like from from the editing because like yeah. i you remember that first episode i was like oh she's great she's great right <laughs> there's something she's about there's her something, i like there's something i knew from the yeah. first episode i was like oh yeah she's great i love her yeah and then it was like listen their editing is not subtle no <laughs> so no 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 but so, whole, they what they flipped she flipped a switch yeah and that's where it just like ends right this the uh, mm, so next week <laughs> is the season finale yeah before we have to wait like a year right and we have a special guest for our season finale Wee. for this for the season finale not the, our season finale the season finale of you season two yeah who's our special guest it's Abby Montiel, fan of the pod, Woo! friend of the show, fantastic Woo! entertainment and culture reporter. An entertainer. And a, a big fan of you, to some extent. Of so, me? <laughs> yes, you personally and also you, the television <laughs> show. <laughs> of you, Netflix. Yes, you, Netflix, <laughs> damn, 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 damn. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm it's- I, I can't wait for us all to just, like, decompose in real time. It's going to be so sick. <laughs> I can't wait to decompose and also decompress. So Yes. Um, yeah, I'm very intrigued. Do you have predictions? Point. Like, do you have any thoughts about what's next? Honestly, I mean, in, I mean, I would love for love to just kill him Loki, right, but like sure, I know that's not gonna happen right, yeah. um I mean I don't know like I in I had Loki hoped that like Candace was gonna sur- survive this even though I knew that like yeah that was not gonna happen so I honestly I don't know I might need to ruminate on this a little bit more do you yeah. have any off your dome no I think all of them just got like killed by by that ending you know what I mean like I was definitely thinking that love was gonna not make it by the end of this um which still could happen for sure but now i'm like are they just gonna do crimes together because now that she did such like a a pivot and it's all in it seems like i would love that that seems like something or at least like a weird thing for joe to then be like rah murder you know what i mean yeah but i'm i'm sad we're we're not seeing any more of candace because she's the fucking best I do like Candace. She deserved better. I would would love a good, like, crime couple of, like, a good luring in. Sure. And and kill. But I think that 
both of them are too jealous for that to happen. Right, sure. So I'm curious. I I honestly don't know. And I'm I'm excited that I don't know. Yeah, it's very thrilling. So I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how this ends up for sure. I love it. Um what I am sure of though is how much I love our patrons. Ew. Um and very smooth. this week we are back to BuzzFeed. We have some trending quizzes to share with them. Hell yeah. Very good stuff. Would you Actually, I'll start so you can get you can get our good mulch this time. Um, I am going to start with Rebecca Cullen. And Rebecca, your BuzzFeed quiz this week is going to be is going to be is going to be <laughs> Um, want to know which decade you really belong in? Choose a celebrity for every letter of the alphabet to find out. I love that. Shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be? We're actually pretty certain we can guess your first name based on your food preferences. Holy shit. Damn. How many names must they have in the Like, in the so results? many. Just every possible name. <laughs> every name. Yeah. All right, shout out to Amy Taylor. Wow. Who's gonna be. It's time to vote on whether these Disney movies are underrated or overrated. Ooh. It's about time, I think. I think it is, yeah. finally. Shout out to Mulch Gray. Woo, woo. Who's going to be, want to know if your crush actually likes you back? Make a smoothie to find out. Damn. <laughs> Honestly, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Rebecca Steele. Beep, 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 beep. Who's going to be 17 times. Oh, wait, that's just a post. That's not a, that's not a quiz. Hold on a second. <laughs> um. Hold on. Okay. Shout out to Rebecca Seal, who's gonna be. Sorry, if you're under 20, there's no way you're passing this Disney versus Nickelodeon character quiz. Whoa. Whoa. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Woo! Who's gonna be. Sorry, millennials and Gen Zers, but only Gen Zennials will remember these toys. <laughs> Oh my god. Who the fuck? Who did this? Who was responsible? Did I make that? What is I'd, that? I'd like to have a word. <laughs> <laughs> All Gen right, shout Zenials. out. Get out of here. I hate it. All right, shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Yeah. Who's gonna be? Braver than the Marines. Which bachelor are you most compatible with? Oh boy. You gotta know. You gotta know. I I do wanna know. Shout out Aaron Salinger. Woo woo! Beep 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 beep. Who's gonna be? What kind of toast are you? Oh my god. Which is a great question. Alright. And then last but certainly not least, Sophia Salinger. Beep 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 beep. Who's gonna be? Answer a few random questions and we'll reveal which dog you should get. Nice. 
All right. Did you tag yourself? Oh, God. I'm close to it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I never learn. I never learn. Um, okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, you know, I'm going to go with how much random world history knowledge do you actually have? And wow. the subhead is history? More like mystery. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, this what week I'm gonna be. Do you have the same love as blind opinions as everyone else? Oh, very good. Are you watching that right now? Oh, of course I'm watching it. I'm like we human need being. to. <laughs> we need to do a bonus Jonas on love as blind. Okay, that's that's the next one. That's what we're doing. Because I recently found out that they filmed that almost like Dude, a year and a half. Yeah, ago. what is up with that? Because that's some fucked up shit. Okay, we have to do one yeah. on that because okay. wow. God. We were depraved for so long. For so long. We could have just had Um, this. All right. I have a fan fiction for you this week. Thank God. Um, And I think that you might like it. Bold. Bold words. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I will say the track record of that is not high. I know. (laughs) Um, So this is titled, I think we just might be all right. It's titled Sweeter Than Karma. Or the author is sweeter than karma. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And it was published on January 10th of 2020. Okay. And here's the summary. Set in an alternate universe where love isn't a psychopath and therefore doesn't kill Candace. Instead, they call the police and Joe is arrested. Yes. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> All right, here's an excerpt from said fanfiction. No offense, Candace says, after settling back against the headboard of Love's bed and twisting her body to face her. But isn't it a little fucked that I have the same taste in women as the man who tried to kill me? It's the first thing she said after they fucked, besides, holy shit, and Christ, you're good at this. And Love doesn't react right away. She bites on her bottom lip just a little, and it's barely noticeable. But of course, Candace catches it. It could be a nervous habit, or maybe she's just thinking, or maybe she's already reminiscing in the memory of how Candace's mouth felt on top of hers, among many other places on her body. Candace couldn't blame her, as she's admittedly doing the same, already wondering if it'd be too much to ask Love to shower later in hopes of a second round. It's been a long time since someone has made her feel good, not to mention the fact that Love brought her lunch and a cocktail yesterday. But it doesn't mean anything, of course. They're just people, maybe friends, with shared trauma who are doing their best to cope and start anew. For Candace, she's more than satisfied with just a smidge of respect and an orgasm. A lot has happened within the last few months, and even more in the past two weeks. She's crafted and maintained a false identity, tracked down Joe, met Forty, and pretended to fall in love with him, found Joe's cage and his dead neighbor in it, opened Love's eyes to Joe's treachery, and finally, of course, the best part, called the fucking police and got to see the long-awaited look of despair on Joe's face when he was handcuffed, read his Miranda's rights, and marched off to a different, more legal kind of cage. The whole thing has floored her, but not as much as the fact that she's ended up in bed with Love Quinn. She's not mad about it, though. Not in the slightest. End scene. That's... Why couldn't we have had that? That's what I'm saying! This is so fucked up now that I can just imagine this happened and we didn't get it. It's a crime. 
Also, just the idea of Candace reading Joe his Miranda rights is such a fucking serve. It's so I love good. it. I want that tattooed into my brain. It's so good. Especially since that actress has such a good smirk in her eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. She's always her. smizing, for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ugh, I want it so badly. <laughs> so, that's my... It's not even a shitty fan fiction. It's just a good idea. It's just good. It's a brain. better idea. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just better than what they had. It's what we deserved. Yes, exactly. <sighs> Anyways, um, as we say in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Woo! Woo! <laughs> ow, ow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone